What is up, everybody? Welcome to The Andy Storch Show. I am your host, Andy Storch, and this is a show where we can come together to starve our fears, to follow our dreams, and pursue fulfilling our true potential. And one person who I greatly admire, follow, and learn from on a regular basis on all of these things is my good friend and mentor, Vincent Pugliese. I connected with Vincent about two and a half years ago uh, through the Dad Edge group that Larry Hagner runs, and he sent me a copy of his book, Freelance to Freedom, that he was just getting ready to publish. And I read through the book quickly and ended up interviewing him on the first iteration of this podcast called The Entrepreneur Hot Seat. Uh, that was more than two years ago, and that interview led to a longer conversation, uh, which ultimately led to a friendship that has lasted, like I said, two and a half years and is only just beginning, I think. And over that time, I've joined Vincent's mastermind group, been part of his community called Total Life Freedom that he has grown and learned so much from him along the way. And that's why I've had Vincent on the podcast three times in the past, and today will be the fourth. And that's way more than anyone else has been on either of my podcasts. And the reason, like I said, I learned so much from him. We always have a great conversation. And I think we share so much valuable stuff with uh, the listeners who tune in, you. And so I appreciate you tuning in to listen to us and listen to this conversation today. I think you're going to get a lot out of it. And the other reason why I invited Vincent back on is because he just launched his new podcast called Total Life Freedom. Now, Vincent is a former photojournalist turned wedding photographer. He and his wife, Elizabeth, used their wedding photography business to get completely out of debt, pay off their mortgage, and achieve financial freedom. And they tell that story in their book or in his book, Freelance to Freedom, which I highly recommend. But then he moved on to get into coaching and running mastermind groups and really starting to build a business and a brand around that. And a couple of years ago, I talked to him about starting a podcast and he just wasn't ready. He pushed back and he admits in our conversation today and publicly on his own podcast that part of it was fear holding him back. And also we talk about whether the timing was right then or whether it's better now and the balance of starting things uh, right away and starving your fear like I talk about all the time versus waiting for the right time and gaining that experience first. And, you know, spoiler alert, there's no perfect answer. It really depends on the situation. But I think there's also no wrong time to really launch into something. And you're going to hear us talk about that today. We have uh, a conversation about so many different things, including launching a podcast, building a personal brand, investing in yourself, going to conferences, networking, building relationships, why he started this podcast now, uh, the reason behind the format he chose. You're going to hear me say that he has inspired me to uh, do less interviews and more solo episodes, which is true. So you're going to start hearing me do more of that. I've got a few more interviews scheduled, and then I'm going to start to really cut back on those and share more lessons that I'm learning along the way and try to follow his uh, model with uh, shorter and more frequent solo episodes. So look for that, see if I can follow through on that. Um, but for now, I give you my conversation with Vincent Pugliese. I hope you learn a lot. And if you do, feel free to give me feedback, send us questions, and we can do this again. And don't forget to check out his new podcast called Total Life Freedom. Enjoy. You know you are capable of more because you have a burning desire to get the absolute most out of life. To starve your fears follow your dreams and to realize your true potential and we are going to do that together this is the andy stork show let's go 
We're on the A Sports Show, and I am moving away from interviews, Vincent, but I wanted to have you on for a couple of reasons. Uh, one is uh, because I know you and you like to talk, uh, but two is uh, you just started a podcast called Total Life Freedom, finally, and it's just exploding, going really well. Uh, I've listened to every episode. I love it. And uh, three, I always just like talking to you and, and sharing um, words of wisdom with whoever will listen to our podcast. But the other interesting thing is we're talking about podcasts and the different styles and how some people we know tend to go on and on and on and talk for sometimes hours. And your show is five to 10 minutes daily episode. So how did you decide to do that or why? Uh, and it's funny we're talking about it because, you know, I went back and forth. Okay, here's going to be the format. And I have different yeah. segments to it. But, you know, as you know, in, in, in our mastermind group, like I was, I do a daily podcast five days a week. Yeah. And I do it for, you know, 40 or something people. Yeah. And there's no need to introduce myself. You all know who I am. There's yeah. not going to be an intro. There's not going to be an outro. There's not going to be any ads. Right. So it started that way. And there's been 220 episodes of it. So when I went to do this podcast, you know, I was, was going to change the format. I was going to, okay, now I'm going to make a pod, like a real podcast. Yeah. And everybody has this, and they have the intros, and they have the segments. And I was like, it sounded so fake. <laughs> it just didn't sound real. It didn't sound like me. I'm like, why am I trying to do something? Like, this thing's working. I love, you know, the feedback is great. Why don't I just take that, yeah. put it here, and do it without an intro, and do it without, like, I don't even think I said my name on the podcast now that I think about it. No, I don't think you ever have. And I'll do an intro, I'll do an outro, and I'll introduce the podcast the way I look at it. If you're listening to the podcast, you know who I am. My name's on the banner. You clicked on it. It's small, so, but it's there. It's the small, but it's there. But I'm like, you know, some, like, I, I've always been the thing that was like, everybody's like, oh, you have to make it so easy for everybody. I'm like, I don't want to make it so easy. Like, if you want, if people want to know, they'll find out. If they're listening to it, they probably know who I am. Yep. Not going to worry too. And the content's good, they'll come back. So it was an abnormal way of doing a podcast, and it seems to, people seem to like it. So yeah, it seems to be working really well. Now you were a lot of people when they start out, when I started out podcasting, uh, I did an interview show because I didn't honestly didn't think anybody, I didn't think I think I had anything interesting to say and I wanted to learn from other people. You have a lot more experience uh, in life. First of all, being older than me, Are you but saying also, I'm old Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Uh, and business and doing the other podcast, the daily podcast. And you also have tons of stories. You've written the book. So there, there seem to be a lot of reasons um, but were there any other reasons why you said, I'm not going to do interviews. I'm going to do this on my own. I've got plenty to share and just do this daily. Yeah, I, I went back and forth and I was going to do an interview show. And then I'm kind of like, I like to ask questions. I'm curious, but I just didn't want to do another interview show. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't want it to be that way. I kind of wanted to just tell a story and give a lesson and let people go on with their day. Because I do think like we were talking about, so many of these podcasts are getting longer and there's yeah. more intros and there's more ads and there's more selling right. and the music. And I don't know where this music comes from, but I'm not a fan of any of it. Um, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm not having that. Yeah. Whatever. And so then that, you take all that stuff away. And I originally was going to do a solo show that would be like a half an hour. I'm like, nobody wants to hear me talk for half an hour. Yeah. So the short one just made a whole lot of sense. Do a quick bite. You know, you can get it, publish it early in the morning. So if you want a quick fix, get a, get a lesson, get a story. Yeah. And then we'll move on and we'll see you tomorrow. You knock it out and you get a great lesson in there. And I am just, I, I really admire that you're able to do that because I have recorded many solo episodes now. And I think they tend to be more 
20 to 30 minutes and it's because I'm rambling a little bit. And if I really, you know, it's the whole, uh, 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 you know, if I had more time, I would have written a shorter letter kind yep. of thing, you know, and you're, you're really like refining it down and taking this lesson with a short, with a story and make it interesting, like the story of hammer and yeah. they teach a lesson about hustle and then go to it. And it's so, it's so easy to consume that you can knock them out. And then even if I miss a few, I can just get to them the next day. And, and there wasn't like a grand plan with it. Yeah. You know, I, I recorded a couple, it seemed to work. People, you know, even within the mastermind, like I love that I could just get it real quick, get yeah. it in and then, and then move on. And you just kind of move with it. And it's like anything else you evolve and you learn. And for me, in terms of, you know, speaking, doing public speaking, it's a really great just test for me mm. to make sure I say the stories I can in the shortest amount of words possible, right? Not do filler, not waste time, not have to do it. Just let's get in, let's do it and let's go. And it yeah. really is a challenge because I don't come in with any notes. I don't have any agenda. I don't have any outline. What I basically do, if you see on my phone, I've got just a long list mm -hmm. of hundreds of ideas and they're all, you know, three to eight words. Yeah. So I just look at it and I go, yeah, that one. And then mm -hmm. I just, and I go. Right. And then things happen in your life that inspire other topics, right? Along the way, it's just going to oh, keep happening. Literally right before we started, I recorded, there was, I had one scheduled for tomorrow and I played baseball with my son in the backyard last night. And that was a lesson in terms of, you know, I'll, I'll tell you, like, basically I told him, I said, okay, I was tired. You know, it was a long day. I was like, all right, one more pitch. Not one more pitch. If you miss another ball, then we go inside. And before that, he was missing them and he was hitting them. Well, he hit 11 in a row. Mm. First time ever because he didn't want to go inside. Yeah. And, and he just wanted to play the game a little bit longer. Yeah. And then entrepreneurial wise, it's like that. I, I bring that back to this, do what matters most. So you keep getting to play this game a little bit longer. Yeah. And the longer, and he got better. And the longer you do it, the better you get, which means you get to play it a little bit longer. So yeah. as I'm inside getting ready, I'm like, that's an episode. It's like Seinfeld. That's, that's a show right that's there. Show. Yeah. Well, I think we're both seeing that the longer we do this stuff, the more consistent, the more we practice, the better we get. I mean, you did the 200 plus episodes of the podcast internally for your group yep. um, that have been great. And I've been, you know, I've done over 200 episodes between my two podcasts publicly, um, you know, to the point where I started out not doing any solo episodes because I was too scared and I didn't think I had anything to share. It's starting to do more of those. And then, as I said to you earlier, like, I think you've inspired me to move more towards a solo format because it is the Andy Storch show. So why yeah. the hell am I allowing other people on this podcast? You don't need me on your show. End it right now and start it right now solo. Yeah, this is it. So you're hearing me. I'm going to mute Vincent for the rest of this, uh, the rest of this show. Uh, no, you inspired me to, to, to do that. And I think I couldn't have done it a year ago, certainly not two, two or three years ago, because I didn't have the confidence. I don't know if I even had the knowledge or the things to share, but I feel like I do now. And it's because I've built the reps, I built the confidence, and I think built at least a little bit of a following where people you know, want to hear it. And I know you have done the same thing and it comes from doing the work, putting stuff out there, spending time on the meaningful things and then building on that, not worrying too much about the judgment along the way, listening to people, but keep continuing to put stuff out there um, in different ways. So you get the practice. Yeah. And even without the following, it's kind of like one of my first right. episodes, like playing to an empty room. You know, it's like you, you've got to do it. You've, you're never going to start with the following. You know, you're never going to start with people later on. You will. Cause like basically my pet, my podcast now I got to start with the following. Yeah. Which is 
a small group of people that I knew were going to, a handful of people going to listen to. Yeah. And to me, it's not about the logo or the intro or any of that stuff. If the quality of the work is good, people are probably going to talk about it. Yeah. Now, if you have a following of one and they tell somebody it's two and then they tell it it's four and that's yeah. how it grows to me. Right. And that, so when I'm doing the podcast, I'm, I'm talking to just a handful of people in my mind. Like it is not, there's no pressure of like, oh, there's a lot of people listening because there's yeah. not. Right. And, and, you, like and you talked about this the other day in one of your shows, maybe it was the playing to empty seats to focus on the, the group that is there and yep. how we always want to start, many of us want to start out with a bang. I, I certainly did, had visions of grandeur of like this huge following and the podcast getting really big when I first started. But it was really kind of a blessing that that didn't happen because I got to practice so much in, you know, in front of a smaller group and grow and talk to people and you know, just grow things slowly and with patience and persistence. And you learn from them and you make your mistakes with them. So even when you make mistakes, they're not big ones. Yeah. They're not big ones that, that a whole bunch of people see. Yeah. And then you get to go, and it's a Seth Godin thing where he goes, you know, I've, I've written 10,000 blogs, but nothing's gone viral. I've just written 10,000 blogs and that's how the blog grew. And I think a lot of people just don't want to do that. It really, it just, right. people just don't want to put in that amount of time and effort where they don't see the reward for a long period of time. I, yes, I agree. I see so many people as I've been doing this, I say this, like, putting content out into the world, let's say, we'll call it generally, you know, podcast, social media, whatever, for probably close to three years now. Uh, I've seen a lot of people come and go already. They're like, I'm starting to do stuff. And you see people like putting a lot of stuff out and you're like, oh man, they're good. They might, you know, they, they seem to have a lot going on and then they disappeared. And I'm like, oh, I'm, they're gone and I'm still going. What happened to that person? What happened to that guy that used to post a lot? And I'm still going. And I think that consistency and longevity, I hope, you know, wins out over time that it doesn't happen overnight, but it, it builds. It always does. And, I, and I've asked people who've left. I'm like, why, you know, you know I, I experienced it with my blog years ago. I, I ended it because I didn't think people were reading it. And I was like, well, nobody's reading it. And then I find out later, people are like, no, we like that blog. Like they never commented. Right. So I thought that, but I see a lot of people leaving because like, well, we couldn't find a way to monetize it. And that's the wrong reason to start. Oh, oh yeah. People talk to me all, every now and then someone's like, oh, are you monetizing? How are you monetizing your podcast? Are you making money from it? Someone said to me the other day, uh, oh, there's this place where you can post your videos to make money from it instead of YouTube or whatever. And I'm like, do you know how many people view my videos? It's not very many. And I'm not, it's not about, I'm not trying to make $5 today. I'm trying to build a brand yep. of someone that gives a lot of value so that people want to work with me or join my group or whatever it is, come to my conference down the line, not pay me $3 right now because they liked my video. Yeah. And to build trust. Yeah. Right. It's to build trust. People. Okay. I, I, I trust this guy, this girl, they're, they're doing it. They're giving me value. You know, when, when you can do a podcast and you've helped people over and over again, yep. now there's almost like this, like, I feel like a guilt. Like I want, I want to buy things from people. Sometimes I don't even need it. I'm like, You're, you've helped me so much. And they come out like I did that for Pat, for Pat Flynn. I bought the course. I wasn't even planning on using it. That's right. But, he had helped me so yep. much that yep. I'm like, all right, well, for $600, let me buy the course. And then maybe it's something. And then I wound up using it for this later on. Yeah. Just to support somebody who helped me a lot. Well, yeah, we, we've talked about that a lot. And I try to do that as well. And actually, right before we started recording, I finally just hit the record button because I knew we would just talk forever. Um, we were talking about Cliff Ravenscraft, who is someone I followed for a long time as I got into the podcasting. I always call him the godfather of podcasting. Um, he's been doing it for so long. Yeah. 
And uh, he reached out to me recently and I think some other people about going on a podcast and I had just decided, I don't think I'm going to do interviews anymore, but I invited him to come on the podcast. I'm going to do that interview uh, in a few weeks and to help him promote his event because he's done a lot for me. I think I've learned a lot from him. And if I can give back a little bit, then uh, I feel good about that. Yeah. And I think it's always got to be, you know, if I've learned anything in business, it's you play the long game. Mm-hmm. Constantly playing. The long. It's, it's when you're desperate that you make those short term, oh, I'm going to monetize it now, or how can I pull some money out of this now? But yep. if you do, if you do it right now and you do it consistently, it's the John Wooden, you know, be quick, but don't hurry. Yeah. You always want to be moving, but I don't want to hurry. Yeah. I, I like that. And you talked in one of your recent episodes about uh, the two most important days today and yeah. three years, three years from now. Yep. So you appreciate what you have today, but you're also moving towards this goal of three years from now. And also we've talked before about how important it is to look back because I, you know, me as someone being very ambitious and goal oriented, I'm, and I'm always taking a lot of action and then I get frustrated with myself if I feel like I'm not making very much progress and I have to look back sometimes to a year ago or three years ago and go, Oh my gosh, I, I'm, I'm terrible at that. Yeah. I'm, I'll beat myself up. And Ken Carfagno, you know, our mutual friend, he'll say to me, he's done to me multiple times. Like look back a year ago. Yeah. And I'm like, what? And he's like, think about where you were then or where things are, were, and look at it now. And I'm like, you're right. You're right. It's, 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 it's so much better. It's grown so much, but I only see often where I want to be and I'm not there yet. But like when you make those steps constantly, it just gets better and better. and gets easier that way, but yeah. we beat ourselves up like, Oh, I should be here. And it's, that's not the way it should be. Right. All right. Let's talk about a year ago because you mentioned that you bought Pat Flynn's course probably around a year ago. Actually it was two years ago. Oh, I remember. Yeah. yeah. We were at podcast movement at Anaheim. Yep. And um, you were kind of flirting with the idea of starting a podcast. But you didn't, yep. you weren't really motivated, but you were kind of flirting with that idea and you bought the course. Yep. And I remember talking to you about it and, and kind of pressuring you a little bit saying like, Hey, you've got all this great content. You've written this book. Yep. You've got a great message. I think you really should do this. And you pushed back and decided not to do it. And you have admitted publicly that part of that was fear, totally. which we all have, right? And you know, I love to talk about that in the show. Cause you can you talk about the fear that held you back and why you waited and why that actually was the right decision. If it was. Yeah. There was, there was a lot of fear. There was a fear, you know, like you could say all you want, like, Oh, I'm not ready or it's right to do it this way. And I will justify doing it my way because like, no, we will get there. Right. Uh, but there is a lot of fear. Like, what are people going to think? Are people going to listen? Cause how do you know? You know, I heard, you know, Richie Sambor used to play guitar for Bon Jovi. He was like putting out an album is like, pulling the pin of a hand grenade, throwing it and waiting for it to explode in your face. You just don't know what's going to happen. Right. And like, even when I posted about the podcast on Friday, like I officially made the announcement on Friday and I posted it on Facebook. It's the only time I posted anywhere. And I stared at the screen and like three minutes later, there wasn't a like or a comment. I don't <laughs> yeah, do this. That don't mean hit. Yeah. And I'm like, it's a disaster. It's not, no, it's <laughs> going to, it's going to be like two likes and nobody's gonna, like, no, and I, and I just kind of completely threw it out there and blew it. Now I'm a complete fraud. And right. I literally, it all goes through your head and yep. I have no, like, I'm not concerned about it being like, I'm doing good. Everything's going good. I don't right. need it. Right. But I'm sitting here staring at it. I'm like, Oh, and then there's a like <laughs> and a comment and like, you know, everybody says, Oh, don't judge by that. But baloney, like when you do something like that, you're 
you're going to notice. You want a little bit of the affirmations. You want the yeah. online stuff. You notice the it. the yeah. first time. Nobody's ever seen the logo. Nobody knows that even that I'm doing it. Right. And then it comes, then you go, okay. Thing, and, the best of, and then after that, it's all ego after that. It's like, okay, cool. Yeah. You know, like we said before, like we want it. And then as soon as we get it, like, no, no, stop, stop. Yeah. No. Right. Stop. So. You keep coming. So, yeah. stop. so there's a lot of fear. There's a fear of judgment. There's fear of, you know, failure. There's fear of, oh, am I going to start this up and then I'm not going to continue? Yep. Right? Like I've done before. Am I going my- When I started for sure. That's why I think I started with 20 interviews in the bank. Yep. When I started the entrepreneur hot seat because I'm like, oh, I'm going to run out and then I'm not going to, and then I'm going to fail. Yeah. Right. So, but I'll tell you, you know, sleep got easier because I think it'd been on my head, my mind for so long. Mm. Yeah. Will it be this? Will it be that? Will I do this? Is it ready? This, that? And then once it goes out, it's like, all I got to do is do now. Yeah. Now I just got to publish the next one tomorrow. Yeah. Just execute. And, and you can always, especially with podcasting, but anything, you can change it later. Mm-hmm. It really doesn't matter. If you, if you do this for a year and you decide, you know what, I want to, maybe I do want to do an interview show, whatever. Yeah. You, you can change that. You can do whatever you want. And we're always afraid that that looks like failure or that someone's going to go and criticize us. And I actually think it's funny. I've listened to some of your podcasts and you refer to your blog as a failure because you quit, but you yep. did it for how long? I'm not even sure. Maybe six months, maybe a year. I'm not, oh, I, I'm thought not you, sure. I thought you had done it for like five years or something like that. No, no, no. Oh, uh, okay. No, probably about a year. Probably about a year. Okay. So yeah, maybe, I mean, maybe it is that, or it was a learning opportunity but I think you, if I'm, if I'm reading it right, listening right, what you perceive as failure is that you stopped because you didn't think anybody was reading it and that you let that um, change your behavior too much. It, I did. And that's why even like in the beginning episodes, I'm like, nobody's listening. Yeah. And I don't care because I, what I learned from the blog was later on, I had people tell me, I wish you didn't stop. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I wish you would have told me that, right? Because <laughs> right? I didn't know. Because the first couple, just like this post, first couple times I put it on social media, it was a ton of comments. Yeah. And then with each one, it got less and less. Well, people are not going to comment on every one, right? Yeah. And then it slowed down. And then it got to the point where there was nothing. And I was like, well, if nobody's reading, but there were people reading. They're just, just like I'm reading, but I'm not commenting on everything. So I try to make it a point to support people as much as I can because I know that it really does matter a lot even though we could pretend like it doesn't yeah it, it does yeah so i know now that even if there's no comments somebody's getting help from it somewhere mm-hmm. and as long as i know that i'm gonna keep going yeah and that's so i learned so i don't think the blog was a failure anymore now it's turning into a success because it's gonna give me the fuel to keep going here when there's no response yeah publicly well and i i post a lot of stuff on social media that often gets crickets, <laughs> no, no likes or comments. And I'm like, is anybody listening to this? Yeah. And I'm always trying to learn from that. Okay, maybe this didn't resonate. Maybe I need to shift the way I, I put something out there. But then I will get messages from people that I always follow your stuff and listen to your stuff. And it's so inspiring. It's helped me change this and this. And these are people that never like yep. or comment on any of my stuff because they're lurkers. A lot of people don't even feel comfortable doing that. And so I try to take the opposite side. Anytime I see anybody that I'm friends with that's putting stuff out there, I always try to support them with, with those things. But there are a lot of people that don't. They're just watching and taking and learning whatever they can. You just never know who's listening, who's watching, who's sharing, who's right. telling somebody else about it. You just never know. And, and it will never get out if you don't put it out there. You know, I, you know me, I've had a hard time putting stuff out to the public. I, I like keeping things internal or doing it yeah. special. You got, totally. It's like, no, when you start getting messages, I got four messages today. 
you know, private messages about how much this episode or that episode, they loved it. I'm like, yeah, it's really valuable to know, okay. And, and there's going to be somebody else that's not going to message you. Oh, of course. Or they're going to think about it and they're going to do something positive anyway. Mm-hmm. So you start feeling like an obligation. I need to put this out because somebody's going to want it. That's not ego as much as it's like, okay, I've gotten past those failures to turn them into a lesson or a story. Yeah. Okay. So this is a tough question. I'm having, I'm struggling with my mind right now as we're having this conversation is I like to help people get past fear. Right. And a lot of times if I say, you know, if you recognize that you're afraid of something, you should starve your fears. You should take action. You should do it. Right. Because if you start taking action, it's going to starve that fear. It's going to, you're going to start making progress. You'll build confidence and eventually it'll be, it'll be great. And so a couple of years ago, you started thinking about this. And one of the reasons you didn't do the podcast is because you had that fear. And yep. so you waited, right? Yep. If I look at what you did, it was perfect. And it's actually better that you did wait and you launched now. So how do you think about that balance of, you know, if you just let me influence you, I would have pushed you to start that, the podcast too soon, right? And of course, you got to listen to good friends and mentors and things like that. But you also got to do what's right for you. Yep. How do you, how do you think about the balance of that? I think either way would have been fine is what I've learned. I think if I would have started, I would have gotten better quicker. Yeah. And I can look back on it now. Like I'm so glad I waited because I did all the things that I needed to do to get it set up. But I can tell you if I would have started sooner, the connections would have happened faster. I would have gotten better quicker. I would have learned quicker. So either way, I think it would have worked out fine. Yeah. I'm glad it went the way it did. Yeah. I don't think I would have had the response that I had from this right. if I would have done this a year and a half ago. Right. But yeah, I would so have you, probably you would have started that you would have gotten the, but how do you, you also don't sound like you have any regret about it, which I love. And I think a lot no. of people might. No, there's, there's, I'm sorry. Good. Well, how do you, how do you, how do you get to that place? I think a lot of people would sit there, even if things are going really well and go, ah, I should have done this two years ago. Well, I'm here and I'm alive. Yep. So it means that I didn't die in the process. So it's all good, <laughs> right? Great. There's no, there's yeah. no like, oh crap. Like, like life is good. Yeah. Life is good. And yeah. if we had a lot left, less life would be good. Yeah. So there's really like, I go back to when I was 20 years old and I thought I'd be dead by the time I was 20. I'm serious. I was a yeah. complete failure, you know, in life. And I was, and I remember the friends that I hung out with and I remember thinking, you know, I'm not going to live to 20. Mm-hmm. So when I made it to 20, I still remember my birthday, you know, Freddie Mercury from Queen, you know, which became popular again this year. He died on my 20th birthday. So I still remember that. I remember driving and hearing that. And I remember thinking it's all bonus because I didn't expect to be here anyway. Mm. And I'm being totally honest that I think that allowed me to not worry so much about failure because Mm. I'm going to try what I want to try because I wasn't supposed to do this anyway. And I think a lot of people have expectations, whether it's, their parents or their college degrees or their pedigree, whatever it is like, well, I can't do that because I'm supposed to go here. I'm supposed to do this and I can't really do what I want to do. I had a blank slate Hmm. to do what I wanted to do. So now I just continue that. I want to write a book. Well, why not write a book? I wasn't supposed to do this anyway. Yeah. You know, so that really allows me to just kind of just do it. There's so much benefit to that attitude. And I love you did an episode called Go Fail at Something Cool, where you talked about how you didn't think you were going to make it as a photographer and you're becoming an award winning photojournalist that, you know, being recognized for all your work. Yeah. But why would I? Like I failed five different, I dropped out of five different majors in college, in community college. 
<laughs> I mean, you just need to breathe to go to community college. I, yeah. I dropped out. So when, when it came time for photography, when I had a couple other friends that were doing the same thing, but they were like, but you know, I got to earn a living or my mom wants me to do this. I'm like, I got nothing to lose. I'm going. So, so when they went to their job, I went, drove to the Meadowlands arena and photographed Michael Jordan, you mm. know, from the crowd. And then little by little, then I remember bringing the pictures of Michael Jordan into the, into the photo lab at school. And I remember, I remember this girl being like, Oh, I want your job. I don't have a job. <laughs> like I spend money to go to these games to get pictures that maybe someday somebody will recognize. And I like doing it. Yeah. So I think really the mindset of like, I'm going to do what I have to do and I don't really have anything to lose from it. It's when we think we have something to lose when we don't do it. Yeah. You bring up something else great there, which is a great topic that, that I, something that both of us do that I think has helped us a lot, which is being willing to invest time and money in pursuing a passion or a, career or a business, something that you want to do. And you, one of the examples of course was you were going to all these games, buying tickets, paying money out of your own pocket, buying the equipment, going yep. and shooting from wherever you can, not waiting for someone to you know, employ you and tell you to go there. And you and I both go to a lot of conferences now and network with people and, and buy courses yep. and invest in communities and things that we think people can help us. And I see that as so beneficial, but a lot of people, they're not going to do that. They're going to wait until someone says you have to go do this. I hear it all the time. Like, oh, I can't afford that. Like, you know, I'm going to match my Johnny Dumas, which is this podcast would not have happened without it. You know, I put out the audio book for free because of the recommendations and the, it never would have happened, but everything is growing so fast from that. Even going back to those photography days, like I knew, I knew I needed to get to the front row. So I had to study, buy the ticket, study the ushers, how I can sneak past them to get to the front row. Like you, you have to keep going in there. The mm -hmm. confidence, you know, we're going, we're, we're both going to podcast movement, right? Yep. Jared Easley, it's one of my favorite conferences. Well, I know a lot of people are like, well, I'm not going to spend the money or, or the flight. And I'm like, you're, I don't, I can't relate to that. Yeah. There are going to be relationships that are made mid August in Orlando that will benefit our career two years from now that we have no idea. Oh yeah. And it will not happen if I'm not there. I want to be on podcasts. I want to grow a podcast. I'm in a room with the best podcasters in the world and all these people, where else would you want to be? So I can go to my kid's soccer game or I can go to, you know, I'm not going to meet anybody there. That's really going to, benefit in that way. I can go here where everybody's doing what I need to do. Yeah. Why would I not spend the couple hundred dollars for a ticket and a flight in a hotel to do that? And if I would have known that 12 years ago, my book would have been different because it would not, because I talked about paying off debt, hard, mm -hmm. you know, till I were debt free. And then we went, I would have invested in myself back then a lot more. Yeah. I remember you talking about that. And of course your book, Freelance to Freedom is still a fantastic book. It, it absolutely changed my life. And it's what you sent it to me before we had ever talked before. And I read it and booked you for an interview on my, the first iteration of this podcast. Yes, Entrepreneur Hot Seat. And that's started. how we, that's why we first connected over zoom and started talking and I joined your mastermind group. And then the first time we met in person was at podcast movement in Anaheim. Yep. yep. Uh, just about two years ago. Two years ago. And I agree with you. I think, and at that time I was still transitioning into that mindset, I think. Okay. And thinking, okay, do I want to pay whatever the ticket was, $400 for a ticket to podcast movement and fly across the country to Anaheim and yeah. go to a hotel? You know, this is expensive. The podcast is only my hobby. It's not even a side yep. business. It doesn't make money for me. Why would I do something like this? And you 
you didn't tell me, hey, you need to go, but you said, you know, this is a worthwhile investment. It's going to be great. I'll introduce you to a bunch of people. And that's exactly what happened. And I think a lot of times, and I went to that, and then the next year in Philadelphia, we had an entourage, and we keep making more friends. Yep. And people that are connected, and I know people that do so many different things, and that's just one example. There's so many conferences. And I think a lot of times people look at it and go, well, I can learn about podcasting by taking an online course or go on YouTube or something like that. I don't need to go to a conference, but it's not about the knowledge. It's about the experience. There's nothing anymore. Like, it's all shifted now. It yeah. used to be in person. Then when you went online, it's like, oh, we could virtually meet. Well, we all do this now. Everybody's yeah. on Zoom. What you're not doing is having dinner with people. Right. What you're not doing is sitting at Starbucks with all these people for two hours. We got nothing to do except talk. Mm-hmm. And get, I mean, the perfect example from that was Pocket two years ago. You know, me and you were sitting there. I think Kate Erickson was about to speak. And yeah. Carrie Green, who he does production for podcasts, he tapped me on the shoulder. He said, Vince, come here. I met him at a conference a year earlier. Yeah. Now, it's a really great story because it, it really shows what can go on. Tapped me on the shoulder. Come here. I want to introduce you to Nick Loper. He runs a show called Side Hustle Nation. Now, I knew of Nick. It's a huge podcast. We met you know, only because of Carrie's recommendation and being there. You remember we had dinner that night maybe Yep. with Nick. That's right. He was kind of grilling me on my story. And then we talked. He had me on his podcast. That was that and Choose FI podcast were the two podcasts that launched the book mm. would not have happened without that. There's no way an, an email introduction would have got that. Right. No, never would have happened. You met them nope. in person at a conference and then they got to know who you are and what you're about and then wanted to have you on. And then I benefited from that as well. I had Brad Barrett from Choose Fi yep. on my podcast recently and he reached out to me. And the only reason why is because I think he knows you and I are friends and, and you met him at um, the finance Fincon. conference. Fincon, yep. Right. So it's- yet another conference. I think that's, you know, and I'm not, you know, selling a conference here. I, I just, I just know that but you are, you have a conference, but, it, but, it, but seriously, I mean, it is so bad. I, our rule is this now. And Elizabeth was, was my wife. We, we, we were, you know, how do we spend money on this and, and really kind of cutting budget on stuff like that. And, and we basically said to ourselves, we are spending 10% of our income on personal development. Yeah. That is a rule. We learned that from Darren Hardy. And he even said, as his income goes up, it gets harder and harder. But we are, so we don't hesitate at it. There's a conference, as long as it fits into the schedule. If there's a mastermind or something, you know, I've been in masterminds with Dan Miller, John Lee Dumas, Aaron Walker, Larry Heidner. I want to learn from the people that are doing the stuff so I can grow. And I I know so many people hold back their development because of the money part of it. And it's hard for me to say because I played defense for such a long time. You've been there, yeah. And now it's like, I'd rather play offense. It's so much better playing offense. I'm with you, but you played defense to get yourself to a good position. It allowed you to write that book and now you're playing offense. I'm all about it too. I invest a ton back into my personal development, into conferences, into my business, through mastermind, your mastermind, other coaching uh, conferences I go to, investing in things for the business. I'm just always doing that. And it's, it's hard sometimes. You're like, man, money is tight. I don't even know what I'm going to have in a few months, especially as an entrepreneur. But uh, I just see it just continues to pay off. It always does. Like, I've never seen anything not work. We've had it, you know, I remember probably about four years ago, Elizabeth, like we talked about the other night, we're like, we invested a lot and there was no return. There was a lot of conferences, a lot of courses, a lot of one day type of things I went to. And I just kind of had a feeling, but there was no reward for it. And I get it. I get why it's difficult, but just the results, the relationships that, that come from it. Uh, I'm just, I'm just such an advocate for it. 
Absolutely. All right. So we have to wrap things up here, I think. Um, one of the things that, of course, I like to talk about a lot on the show is fear. And we talked a little bit about how fear held you back before. Um, but you also are so good, I think, at going out and doing different things, trying things when you're interested in it. You talked about failing at something cool. Yep. Um, I've definitely developed that mindset. And I think that's why a lot of people admire all the stuff I do. And it's because I just keep charging forward. Yep. Uh, how, and I know you help a lot of people with this stuff. Uh, so for, for people that are listening, thinking like, well, I, I'd like to start a podcast or start going to conferences, but I just don't know. It's hard for me to do that because I'm just afraid that it's not going to lead to anything or no one's going to listen or, you know, I'm going to run out of money or whatever. How do you help people get past that fear? The way I look at it is this, if I'm cool today, and this goes back to that episode, if I'm yeah. cool today, everything else I'm doing for the future. Now, if I don't need very much today, everything I do is towards the future. So it, it really, for me, it eliminates the whole, like, I can't do this because I'm good today. I don't need very much. We're not materialistic. We don't need very much. So my income is all going, you know, some people do it towards real estate or the stock market. I do it towards myself. Like I'd rather bet on me than the stock market, right? So, yeah. and I'm not in here to convince somebody to spend money that they don't have. Like right. I'm all about financial responsibility. I'm, and I'm not here to convince anybody of anything. I'm really not because you got to do what you got to do. I just know for me, there's no, I remember, I think it was Andrew Buckwalter said to us, we were talking about, maybe it was podcast movement a couple of years ago. I said, you should go, you've got a podcast. Yeah. What's the ROI on that? Mm. And I remember saying there is no ROI. There's, there's an ROR, there's a return on a relationship. Mm. You're going to meet people that you will never have met. And three years from now, they're going to make a connection that will pay for that conference 10, 20, 50 fold. But you have to trust the process. And you can't just go there and go to seminars and take notes. Mm -hmm. Don't do that. Because you can get that from a podcast. Yeah. What you need to do- well, Get the virtual pass and watch it later. Watch it later. you and I never do, but a lot of people do. Never do. And I don't, go to, I don't really go see speakers. I go and I hang out in the hallways and I talk to people and I go to long lunches and dinners with people. It's the only time I can meet them in person. I don't care about the content. I hate to say it. Yeah. I don't really care. I want to meet people yeah. that I would never have met. Yeah. That's why I do it. I love it. I go back and forth on that. I am much bigger. I go to conferences definitely for the networking and the relationships. Last year when we were a podcast movement in Philadelphia, I did go to quite a few sessions and I thought they were pretty good and yeah. I learned a few things. But still, at the end of the day, it's only the relationships that I built that really matter that much. All that other knowledge I could get, you know, in different ways. Exactly. And I got frustrated at social media marketing world this year because that's what I, my plan, but nobody else did it. Everybody yeah. was in the seminars and I'm sitting around. Social media marketing world, yeah. And I'm like, where are the people to talk to? Because they were all, so then I wound up doing it. You know, it was great, but it's yeah. that type of thing. I just want to talk to people that I don't get a chance to talk to. Yeah. Yeah. I think sometimes people get caught up and I paid hundreds of dollars for this ticket and I need to go, you know, I need to go to the session. I could talk to these other people another way, but it's not true. It's not the same as running into yeah. them in the hallway and just starting up a conversation about what you're working on and then, you know, collaborating on some stuff. No, if it was up to me, I would be sitting in that beanbag chair in the corner and hopefully have everybody come by and just sit down. We just talk, grab some coffee, get some lunch for three days. That's the way I would prefer to do it. Yep. Yep. All right. So you've got a book, Freelance to Freedom. You got a free audio book out there. You've got yeah. a new podcast called Total Life Freedom. Yep. Where you've got a community, closed community called Total Life Freedom that mm -hmm. I've been a part of for the last two years. 
so where do you want people to go now to find out more? Obviously, they got to get the book. They got to listen to the podcast. What's the what's the website? Yeah, on the website, you can download the free audiobook. It's totallyfreedom.com slash F2F book. It's a free audiobook. There's no catch to it. Um, and I would love for anybody to check out the podcast, Total Life Freedom Podcast. That would be, you know, that's that's a lot of fun for me because it's really like, a da- it's a daily short form podcast. It doesn't take up a whole lot of time. It's a lesson a day, story a day. And that's that's what, that's what I'm excited about right now. Yeah, I am too. And I will say that uh, it's a great podcast. Highly recommend everybody check it out. It's, uh, I, I have to say, I think it's my new favorite podcast. And we're such good friends that I, I really want to just say, no, it's terrible. You're just saying that. I, That's yeah. true. You do want to say that. It is really good. I, I think everybody should check it out. It's worth your time. You don't have to spend much of it, only five to 10 minutes a day. And there's a lot of great lessons in there. So check it out, Total Life Freedom Podcast. Vincent, thanks for coming on this podcast. One of my last interviews where I hopefully follow you if I have the courage to take, uh, to just do more solo episodes, but uh, awesome to have you on as always. Starve your fears. Thank you.